This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. You're listening live to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Ergobine, and as usual with me in studio, our co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thank you. And uh, with us this morning, the ever-irascible one, uh, certainly... uh, Came in with a with a little pickle this morning. The uh, friend of the Nazawali Sports Hour has been with us a few times. We're always glad to have you, Lou. Lou Franceschetti, former uh, Leaf uh, Leaf and uh, Buffalo Sabre in Washington Capital, had a uh, good career in the NHL, and uh, he's uh, an expert on all things sports. Uh, that's what you tell us, Lou. Anyways, uh, we want to get into something that's a controversial topic. Yeah, because we know that uh, sports in general. Uh, no, the 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 Blue Jays, and you are Toronto's number one New York Yankee <clears throat> fan. That's what we understand. Nice, and, nice sandals he has, <laughs> and he's wearing his New York he's wearing his New York Yankee regalia in studio this morning. Uh, of course, the Blue Jays had another fantastic week. Naz, and give us a little update on the Blue Jays. Yeah, they've been uh, hitting the ball very very well. Uh, they've gone, I believe, it's twenty four and five in their last twenty nine games, and they look unstoppable. Really, they really do. The only thing they can stop them is the somebody getting into some hot pitching in the playoffs. I think that's the only thing they, they, can they stop certainly the certainly took the cover off the ball last weekend in, uh, in out west, and uh, California still recovering. Uh, gave a little beat down to the Detroit Tigers yesterday. What a phenomenal performance by uh, by Encarnacion yesterday! Nine rippies, three home runs. This guy, this guy was just in the zone yesterday. In 2010, the Jays put him on waivers, and uh, he cleared back in 2010. He that career of his was almost gone then, and look at him now. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I uh, teasing you a little bit, Lou. Uh, talking about baseball, I know we've had some discussions off the air, and we know that you're up to speed in baseball, and you've got some strong opinions, and uh, you follow baseball very closely, and you're a New York Yankee fan. Are you excited about the uh, Yankee-Blue Jay run from here till the end of the season? I really am. Uh, I didn't think the Jays, I didn't think, as a matter of fact, I didn't think the, the Yankees were going to be where they are right now. I, I thought it was probably was going to be Tampa or Baltimore uh, first and second place. But listen, at, at the end of the day here, the Jays are, are hitting the, to cut the cover off the ball. And uh, you got to give them all the credit in the world. The Yankees, as much as the uh, Jays have gone on a 25-4 and four run, the Yankees are only still one game back. Uh, I said when this thing first started, it's going to be between the, the 13 games that they play against each other. Now it's going to be seven. Uh, and usually it's going to be the best pitching that's going to come out ahead. And even though the... Uh, the Blue Jays right now are hitting the t- cover off the ball. Uh, but talking about pitching, certainly David Price has made uh, 
an incredible contribution, and we've got another uh, pitcher coming back into the fold that may uh, may even put the take the Blue Jays to a different level. Stroman. Uh, yeah, here's a, here's a guy Hutchinson's thirteen and two. He has an ERA of two at home. I think it's five and a half on the road, but two at home, two at home. And he's the fifth starter. He's thirteen and two, and they're talking about taking him out of the rotation. Is that depth or what? I don't know if it's as much depth as, and I think they're making a big mistake if they put Stroman in the playoffs, uh, only because he's probably going to move ahead of either Dickey or Burley, because uh, uh, Price is number one. Estrada is definitely in number two right now, the way he's pitched the last five or six months. He's been the most consistent pitcher out there, and they're thinking of moving Stroman into that three-hole. And if they do that, I think it's going to be a big mistake because he hasn't gone through the full repertoire of a full season, and the other two older guys that are behind him says, what's this, you know, we more or less, we carried this team on our back for most of the year, now you're putting a three guy in there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Jays handle this situation with Stroman moving in, if he moves into that three-hole. Yeah, certainly an interesting observation, Lou, and that's <laughs> some tough decisions for John Gibbons to make. I mean, well, I wish you know, I had Gibbons' decisions. You know, uh, that well, team, you know. He doesn't have to make some, decisions. Sometimes, All he's got to do is write a, write a lineup for that, yeah. uh, the way they're well, going right now. You know, sometimes it's tougher to manage a good team than it is tougher to, to manage true. a bad team. That's you know, true. I mean, there's a lot more pressure on a manager when he's, when he's trying to manage... Uh, uh, and fill and fill the spots at the right time, and we'll certainly see what happens there. Certainly, the Blue Jays are in a much different position pitching wise than they were, let's say, a month and a half ago. So Gibbons got a wealth of riches out there to throw out there, and and the the one pitcher that completely and utterly astounds me every time they throw him out there is the twenty year old Asuna. Asuna, what great what pitcher. a performance by. But you know, I like to call him a kid. I mean, you're you're playing in the major leagues. Tough to call somebody a kid, but uh, certainly an incredible young athlete, uh, uh, doing incredibly well right now. And uh, uh, he seems to have uh, filled a huge hole in that lineup at the back end. That's where they were losing a lot of games earlier in the year, and uh, they put the ball in his hands now, and it's almost like it's 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 lights out. Yeah, they've gone to Sanchez for the eighth and uh, Osuna for the ninth. He threw nine straight strikes to strike out the side Friday night against Detroit. He's got great stuff. He goes from a 75-mile-an-hour changeup to a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. He's, he's an incredible young athlete, that's for sure. So certainly we're the, the stretch drive. We're into September this week, and uh, this is when things get really, really tough in the baseball world. And uh, the Jays seem to have put themselves in a position where they are clear of uh, uh, clear uh, home and cooled out with respect to a wild card spot because they're you know five six games up in that part and it's a uh, it's a big match against uh, Lou's favorite team the Yankees to see who wins and I think it's crucial that the that the Jays uh, finish first in their division you you really don't want to go into that one game uh, loser take all game because yeah, anything think anything can happen that. so. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of games left between the Jays and the Yankees still, so that sh- certainly should be interesting, Lou. Well, I think every game from this weekend on is going to be within the division. Uh, I was looking at the schedule yesterday. Uh, the Yankees have uh, Tampa for six, uh, Baltimore for six, uh, Jays for seven. The Jays have uh, Baltimore for seven, uh, Tampa for six, and, and the Yankees for seven. Uh, the only team that have, they have to go outside is that uh, they got to go to Atlanta for three games, and look what the Yankees are doing in Atlanta. they got to more or less a triple-A roster down there. So it's going to be interesting down the road. Uh, 
what can I say? It's, it's going to be a good battle for both teams. It's always nice. You don't want to play that extra game because you really never know what's going to happen. Oakland had an 8-1 lead last year going into the seventh inning, and look what happened. Kansas City came back and, and beat them in 13 and 14th, and they went all the way to, to the World Series. So uh, I think the, either the Yankees, uh, or the Yankees, I don't really think they, they care, but the Jays more or less because it's been 22 frutal years since they've made the playoffs. 22. What, what type frutal? of Frutal. 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 Futile? Futile. Oh, sorry. Futile. There goes my English. Okay. Fu- Anyways, are you, futile. Are, you, are you taking a little jab at the Jays there, uh, Lou? I, I mean, have is... to. I have to. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... you got to give the Yankees credit. They've hung on pretty well. But, I, I'm, but I'm tr- the Jays have, uh, have uh, taken care of 10 games in the standings. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And, they and, were and eight so, and a half And, and so have the Mets. Yeah, the Mets have played yeah. well too. But certainly, uh, September is going to be an exciting month in Toronto. It's it's been a long time since there's been a buzz, uh, nice. baseball buzz in Toronto, and uh, you know we're we're selling out the we're selling out the uh, what's it's I, I keep trying to refer to it as I, the Rogers mind, Center. It's the Rogers Center. In my mind, it's the Sky Dome. It's it's the Zoomer. Uh, it's the Zoomer in me. I can't I can't get the term straight. Or the mistake by the lake. And no, no, no. That's 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 our <laughs> soccer guy. But it's it's the Rogers Dome. Okay, and they're and they're selling them out now, and uh, you know there's a lot of Blue Jays fans back on the bandwagon, Lou, and certainly that's uh, it's got you a little bit riled. Um, any care to uh, share any thoughts on on? Uh, on, well, on, listen, on that, I, you know what? I feel sorry more for the Leaf fans that show up for for the last thirty or forty years that there's twenty thousand people that go to their. We had games. to bring now, the Leafs up. Didn't I, we? I, I had, had to. to I had up. to. You know, when you get, I watched the game the last couple of days and the building's packed. It, it, it's great to see for the city of Toronto that there is forty thousand or fifty thousand people that are going to every Blue Jay game. But where were these fans when they were losing? Louis, they drew three million people for the price start against the Yankees on on Sportsnet. There, there you go. Three and, million. And, and they're talking about TV ratings. Yeah. TV ratings. Their TV ratings are going through the roof right now. And I'm even watching them. You know, it, it's That's just good. You're it's, converted. You're getting converted. You're I'm not converted. I'm just going to see how, how long it takes me to watch it because usually after three innings, the game's over because they've go, they've scored about six or seven runs <laughs> oh, already. And oh. even if they're down five runs against Philly, they still come back. So. It's you know what it, it's confidence. It's right? exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It is confidence. I just don't know. You know, these fans are get. There's a great buzz in the city. There's fifty thousand people. But where were you when the when the team was losing the last five or six years? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, unfortunately we got to go to break. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out on that one, Lou, because we're gonna have that discussion later on in the show. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm gonna be the referee. I'm you're sure. gonna be the referee on that one. Anyways, uh, we've got to go to commercial. We'll be right back with Leo Routens. Leo Routens, former coach of the men's basketball uh, national team, Canada's national basketball team. And there's a huge tournament coming up this week. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow in Mexico City. And we certainly want to talk to Leo Routens about that. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six no pound three six three six no Come on baby pound three six three six Come on baby pound three six three six Let's go ring to it Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six with a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. 
Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Banks invest in mortgages for a reason. They're reliable, secure, and offer a dependable rate of return. It's bankable. So, if your bank does it, why not you? Find out how you can get a solid rate of return, like your bank, starting at 9% fixed interest per year. In writing. It's easy. Learn more at PeterLantos.com. That's PeterLantos, L-A-N-T-O-S dot com. You've worked hard for your money. Isn't it time your money worked hard for you? Visit PeterLantos.com. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, and we're pleased to have with us on the phone right now former coach of Canada's men's basketball team and a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Leo Routens. Good morning, Leo. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this morning? We're doing great. Thanks so much for joining us. It's going to be a big week this week for the men's uh, basketball team, Canada's national basketball team. You have a history as the coach of that team from the year 2005 to 2011. It's the Olympic qualifying. We have to finish. Canada has to finish in the top two. It's in Mexico City. Uh, we've got a whole new slew of guys that uh, are going to wear the red and white and make us proud. Uh, give us a brief recap of what happened in the tournament uh, uh, last week, Leo, and what, you ex- what you're expecting this week. Well, the boys had a good tournament. They uh, they went four and zero in the Tuto Marchand tournament in Puerto Rico, which is kind of a 
a rite of passage. Uh, that tournament uh, is always held before the qualifiers, and it's a great opportunity to kind of get a look at some of the teams you're going to face. Uh, and and uh, I thought Canada did an excellent job. Um, and they're still going to get better. I think people have to remember this is a, this is a very young group. And when I say young, it's not just age; it's FIBA experience, and and that's a very different animal than NBA experience, NCAA experience. The FIBA game is a different game. You only have a few guys on that team that have experience at that level, the qualification level in FIBA. Uh, so the team is going to have to overcome that, but. You know, one of the things that Jay Triano, the head coach, has is depth, and that's key. Uh, you know, well, one of the things you have to remember about a tournament like this, this is unlike anything that's out there in basketball. Um, you know, in the NBA, people complain about back-to-backs or four games in five nights. This is going to be eight games in nine nights to start for Canada. And if they go all the way, it's going to be ten games in 12 days. And uh, it's it, it's uh, it's going to be crazy, and that you don't experience that any other any other place, and that's why it's going to be so important for this team to use every bit of its depth. Um, you know, one of the things that I try to do, we were nowhere near as talented uh, as the team that's on the floor today, but I never I, I never let anybody play on average more than 25 minutes a game. So what happened is during tournaments, we didn't fade as the tournament went along. We actually got stronger relative to the other teams. Uh, and now Jay Triano has the luxury of doing that with a much more talented. I mean, he's going to have he's going to have NBA players coming off his bench, uh, which is which is a huge asset. So uh, you know one of the one of the blessings of this team it's young and talented. One of the curses of this team it's young <laughs> and talented. And, uh, and they're going to have to fight through that. So uh, I think it's going to be a great tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, one of the things that's in their advantage right now is that FIBA Americas is down. Uh, it's not the same FIBA Americas, you know, that, that we competed against a few years back. This, the, everybody, you know, Argentina's old. Uh, Brazil's not sending their best uh, because they're already qualified for uh, for the Olympics as a host country. Uh, Venezuela doesn't have some of their best guys. You know, the, a lot of these teams have gotten older, uh, whereas Canada's getting younger and better. Now, now, Leo, we're missing Tristan Thompson because he hasn't signed a contract in the NBA. How much would he have, he have affected our team? Well, honestly, you'd love to have Tristan. I mean, he's a, he's got a great motor. He's a crazy rebounder. He gets after it. Uh, anybody like that makes your team better, but if you were going to lose anybody on your team right now, on this team, you'd lose a power forward because that's where they have too many players. I mean, that's the toughest decision for Jay Triano is, you know, you know who are you going to play and, 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 and who's going to get the minutes. So they're loaded at the, at the power forward uh, position. So, I, you know, they're going to absorb that. The, the one thing in actuality they've been able to do uh, is replace Tristan Thompson with more offense. Uh, Tristan doesn't give you a lot of offense. He gives you offensive rebounds and putbacks and garbage baskets, but he doesn't give you a lot of offense. With with a Dwight Powell now in the mix, you're going to get offense. With a Anthony Bennett, uh, you're going to get offense. Kelly Olenek, you're going to get offense. Melvin Ejim, you're going to get offense. So you're going to get a lot more on the other side uh, with Tristan Thompson not being there. But like I said, you'd love to have him, but if there's any position you can afford to, to miss a guy at that position. The biggest improvement I see is in Anthony Bennett. He has really come on in the last little bit. What's happening with him? Because he started off so slow. He's a first pick in the draft, and now he's doing great. 
Well, the reality is he, he's faced the, the criticism and demands and, uh, and the unwarranted heat from being a number one pick. And that, that's not his fault. I mean, if someone decides to get, put you in the highest paying job, uh, best position uh, you can be in, you're not going to say no. You're going to take it. But Cleveland Cavaliers should not have put him in that position. I mean, you know, the reality is Anthony Bennett was not a number one pick by what we consider a number one pick. But that's not his fault. Uh, you know, and, and unfortunately he had all these injuries and, and, and all kinds of things to start his NBA career out. And you know what that does? That hits your confidence. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're backpedaling. Uh, and one of the things that I, I think a lot of people don't realize is playing for your country uh, can really be a great platform and a great confidence builder and a chance to get your game back. Uh, you're playing with, obviously, for your country, that's a bigger deal. You're playing with guys you, you've known forever, you, you've probably grown up with. Uh, it's a much more comfortable environment. Uh, and internationally, you tend to be able to do more with the ball than you do in the NBA. NBA is very much a role game. So you come in, your job is to do this, your job is to do that. And oftentimes a player feels restricted, uh, whereas playing for Canada, Anthony Bennett and other players can do more. They can show more. So, you know, Steve Nash, early in his career, a lot of people were saying he's a bust. A lot of he's not going to make it. He, he's just, you know, uh, it's just not there. And early on in his career, he had great summers playing for Canada. And everybody, especially the NBA, took a good look and said, well, Okay, all right. You know, let's uh, let's hang on here in our judgment. You know, maybe he just needs a little bit more time. Maybe maybe we need to do something a little different to accommodate what we're seeing in the summer and see if we can get it in the winter. Um, so, uh, you know, the Canadian team was a huge confidence builder uh, and reputation builder for Steve Nash, and I think we're seeing that with Anthony Bennett right now. I mean, just uh, uh, he he's just improving almost almost every day, and and a lot of that. Plain and simply is being healthy and being confident. Leo, it's Lou Francisetti here. Who are you? Good, good. How you doing? Real good, thank you. Listen, uh, uh, you're, ta- you're talking about depth here. Uh, how, f- how deep is the Canadian national team going to go? And uh, who are the guys that uh, maybe a lot of us fans aren't familiar with that uh, that you think will step in the forefront and uh, give the uh, give those superstars a little bit of a rest uh, to play those ten games in twelve days? Well, quite honestly, I mean, Jay Triano can go. Yeah, I think he can go 12 deep. Uh, it just comes down to minutes. Uh, how how are you going to distribute the minutes? Um, you know, and, and and I think the and Steve Steve Nash has said this as the GM and Jay has said this that you, what you're selling is being a part of something bigger. Uh, it's not just about you. This is being a part of something really big. Uh, and things are going to change. Uh, there's NBA players are going to get cut. Then the next year they might be back in. Uh, you may play very little. You may play a lot. Uh, but you have to buy in, and that's what great teams do. Uh, and Canada's finally in a position where you're actually going to sit an NBA player or you're going you're gonna to cut an NBA player because of the depth that you now have. So what, what Jay Triano has to figure out is, you know, who's going to give him what as a starting, uh, in a starting role? Who's going to give him what coming off the bench? Who's going to give him what as a utility player, maybe coming in here and there? Uh, who may be the, the defensive uh, spark plug. Uh, he's going to look at all that, but quite honestly, he's got 12 guys that he can go to and and easily put in in different situations. Uh, one of the players that I've I've said is 
arguably maybe the most important guy to this team uh, is Kelly Olenek. Um, here's the, here, now here's the bad part. Kelly Olenek uh, hurt his knee in the Tuto Marchand, didn't play after, the, after uh, I believe, the first game. And they've been trying a first or second game, and, and they've rested him since, and he's still not 100%. But what Kelly is able to do is the basketball IQ is off the charts. I really believe that if Canada had him in 2013, uh, he would have been playing. Canada would have played in the World Championships. That, that's the difference he could have made on that team. Uh, and on this team, with all that talent, you kind of need a glue guy. And in, in the front court, Kelly can pass the ball as well as anybody in this tournament. He can shoot the ball. He can put the ball on the floor, and he's seven feet tall. So what you you have a you have a guy that can really be a major factor for this team and plug him into a lot of different situations because his basketball IQ is off the charts. Um, so, I mean, literally you can go across the board. You've got a guy like somebody that nobody talks about is Aaron Dornikamp. I mean, Aaron Dornikamp has been on the team for 10 years. And, and, and here's the thing. He's not going to give you 20 points. He's not going to give you 20 rebounds. But he's going to give you an edge. He's going to fight. If there's, if there's a scrap, if there's a mix-up, if there's somebody that's doing stuff that – you don't want to see out there, believe me. In FIBA, it happens a lot. Aaron Dornacamp is right in the middle of it, taking care of business. Yep. And, and you need one of those guys in a tournament like this. Um, so, you know, you can go across the board um, uh, and, and look at who you have and what you have. Uh, you know, and Andrew Nicholson is a player that uh, he can come in, and I personally like him off the bench versus a starter because he's a guy that can come in and score 15 points in 10 minutes. Uh, if he's hot, you ride him. If he's not, you sit him. Uh, ta- and you have you have those luxuries, and I think Jay's going to use every one of them. We're talking to Leo Routens, of course, uh, local basketball legend in the Toronto area and former coach of Canada's men's basketball team. Leo, um, you know, we're missing Tristan Thompson. We're missing Jamal Murray, who put on an incredible performance at the Pan Am Games. Tyler Ennis. But uh, we've we've got, for the, I guess, probably for the first time in history, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, talent seems to be uh, we ha- we have a, a, an, an incredible array of talent for this Canadian national, and it's almost like we're heading into a golden generation for Canadian men's basketball in Canada. And uh, if we finish in the top two, we go to the Olympics. If we don't, we may end up at a qualifying tournament. How much would it mean for can- Canadian basketball to go to the Olympics, and uh, where does that put us in the world echelon of basketball? Well, it's going to be huge because, as you pointed out, this this is everything is on the rise right now. Uh, this is just the beginning, and it really is going to be a golden generation because not only do you have more NBA players than any other country outside of the United States, uh, but you have more coming, and and it's really uh, tremendous to see, and it's a lot of fun to see, and so it, it, we're definitely are entering a golden generation, and. Uh, to be able to play in the Olympics uh, is enormous because uh, it's a it's a great platform, uh, and you have to remember you got you got NBA guys making a time commitment. Uh, you risk injury. You're you're spending a lot of time away from home, which should be your off season away from family. Um, you want to be rewarded for that, and the more success you have, the more guys want to play and and want to be there, and they're willing to make that sacrifice. So obviously, to get one of the top two spots uh, would be huge. Uh, but but it's very, very important to keep a perspective on it because Canada is young, and this is going to be a grueling tournament. They may not get one of those two spots, but here, here's the thing. Mexico, remember, I just want in the back of your mind, I want you to think FIFA, okay? Mexico paid to host this tournament. 
when you pay to host, a lot of things fall your way. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Enough said. You made your point. Just think FIFA here. Think FIFA. So Mexico's the host. So in my my personal opinion is that means everybody's everybody's playing for one spot because I think Mexico will get there. All right? So now Brazil, Brazil is in the tournament, and they beat Canada in the finals of the Pan Ams. But remember, this they're they're already going. I personally don't like the fact that they're in the tournament because they can play a spoiler. Who would Brazil not like to see next year in the Olympics? Canada, because they're going to be better and they're going to have all kinds of guys available to them. So, you know, they could have a game the day before against somebody and not care at all and come in rested to play against Canada and try to take them out, give them a loss. Uh, and believe me, other teams in the Americas will work together to do something like that if they know Canada could be a factor in a year from now. So, you know, you're dealing with that. But if Canada doesn't get one of those top two spots, you mentioned you touched on it, there is a world qualifier uh, next year, and it happens right before the Olympics. So the first two teams go to the Olympics. The next three go into a world qualifier of 12 teams from around the different regions in the world. And... To me, that would be an unbelievable event for Canada to host. We saw the reaction uh, of the Pan Am Games, uh, the girls in Edmonton. Uh, to be able to host an event like that in Canada would just be amazing. And then you'd have all these NBA players playing uh, and would give them even more reason to play and represent their country. So um, that is a great fallback for a team that is on the cusp right now. Leo, one last question. Uh, you missed uh, Daryl Dawkins for uh, playing with him in Philadelphia by a couple of years, I believe. Your recollection of him? Uh, Daryl was a, a just a wonderful guy. Uh, great personality, fun to be around, uh, ahead of his time. Uh, physically, he was just an absolute monster. His personality, he was like a Muhammad Ali in basketball. <laughs> I mean, he, he could talk, he could rhyme, he could do all these things that if he was around today, he would be a superstar in every sense of the word. I mean, the media would love him. Social media would embrace him. Uh, and, and his basketball skills, uh, uh, he would just dominate uh, in today's game. So, uh, you know, Daryl, uh, you know, I think anybody that's ever been around him uh, has nothing but great things to say about him. Uh, he's going to be missed. And what's crazy is the morning of, his, of the day he died, people tweeted that, you know, hey, it's 33 years or whatever to the day that, uh, he got traded, and that became my pick uh, to come to Philadelphia. So, and then later that afternoon, uh, they said he had passed away. So it was kind of a crazy day, uh, mixed emotions to to see those uh, those tweets, and then all of a sudden hear what happened. And uh, uh, I think everybody was extremely saddened by his passing. Far too early, only 58 years old, but uh, he definitely left his mark uh, on the NBA. Anyways, we've been talking to Leo Routens. Leo, it's always a pleasure and a privilege to have you join us on a Sunday morning. Thank you so much for sharing your insight into uh, our Canadian men's basketball team. And uh, like you, uh, all of Canada is wishing them the best this week. Thanks so much for joining us again. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Leo. That, of course, was Leo Routens, a former Canadian men's basketball coach, talking about an important tournament, uh, hopefully the Canadian uh, men's basketball team will be successful this week and earn their way to the Olympics next year in Brazil. Very very interesting. He was dealt for Daryl Dawkins. Dawkins. Anyways, we'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? 
pound 3636. Wings by the water, pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage, pound 3636. Salad at the... Uh, someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. We have a simpler way to invest your money. We invest in mortgages, the same way your bank invests your money, secure and dependable. You get a solid rate of return starting at 9% fixed interest per year, in writing. No stock market roller coaster rides and no mutual fund nail biters. To learn how, visit PeterLantos.com. That's PeterLantos, L-A-N-T-O-S dot com. You've worked hard for your money. Isn't it time your money worked hard for you? Visit PeterLantos.com. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. In studio with us this morning is the ever 
uh, opinionated one, Lou Franceschetti. Welcome, uh, welcome, Lou. It's certainly always a pleasure to have you. I guess you guys need a little bit of entertainment here this morning, didn't yeah, you? That's uh, why. That's why. That's uh, no question. Well, we, it's going to come now for sure. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we have on the line with us, we haven't talked about the Toronto Football Club in a while, and uh, our ever-present roving uh, blogger, Mark Kennedy, who's certainly talk about opinionated. He's certainly got strong opinions about uh, soccer and all things sports. And he's been following TFC very closely. He attends all the games and the blogs on his blog site, Mistake by the Lake. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Wally. I'm, I'm pretty good, although the voice is pretty rough. And uh, I, I've got to say, if we're going to cheer for the opinionated people, go get them, Lou. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Mark, uh, we're going to get right to it. We haven't talked to you in a while. Your assessment of TFC, their, the progression of their season. Uh, highlights, obviously, Jovanko. Uh, disappointments, maybe a little bit of their defensive coverage, um, up and down season. Looks like they're pointed towards the playoffs. Give us your quick assessment of TFC. Well, the exciting news about Javinko is he's been called up to the Italian national team for next weekend. Um, so he actually played maybe two-thirds of the game yesterday, and then it looked like he had a plane to catch, so he left the game early. He's been fantastic. He's been fabulous, and he deserves to be looked at by, uh, by the, uh, the Italian team. Um, they, Toronto is in a playoff spot. Oh, by the way, they had a sellout yesterday, and um, it was kind of cute because um, their game started at 4, and the Blue Jay game started at 1, and you could tell a lot of people did a, um, a, a, a Toronto sports doubleheader there were a lot of Blue Jay uh, shirts on uh, at Toronto FC game. I went to. Uh, I, want, I wanted to get your assessment of TFC, and I wanted. I want you to technically analyze the team for me, not player by player. But uh, what can this team accomplish in the playoffs, and uh, where, where are their weaknesses? Um. Yesterday we didn't see any weaknesses. I think definitely the weakness is is um, goalkeeper um, between Bendik and Kanopka. They can't seem to make a decision as to which guy is number one. They're both um, medium strength goalkeepers. If one of them were to, were to get hot, then Toronto's playoff chances would increase. I'm not one of those ones who um, uh, criticize Toronto's defenders because they've got a they've got. They've been holding on at home. The problem is when they go on the road, they allow three or four goals. But right now, out of the nine remaining games, I believe six of them are at home. Uh, so um, the defenders are going to hold on. Michael Bradley was a star yesterday, and when Michael Bradley is good, the midfield is good. And uh, Altidore and Javinko have been scoring. So um, uh in the back of my mind, I realize if Toronto were, were to go in, in, into a nine-game losing streak, they would somehow loo- miss the playoffs, but I, I'm doubtful of that happening. What are their prospects in the playoffs? How deep can this team go into the playoffs? Um, it, w- it will depend on where they end up and who they meet in the first round. Um, the, the Montreal team they played yesterday uh, fired their coach, and we're playing without their new star, Drogba. Uh, Didier Drogba would make that Montreal team a lot stronger because uh, Montreal was squandering uh, scoring opportunities all afternoon. Um, it all depends on, on who they meet. Um, there's still like two months of soccer to play. The, the, the playoffs don't start until around Halloween, so um, uh, we're looking good. But uh, 
it's funny. I think the Blue Jays will be the World Series champion before Toronto FC <laughs> even plays their first playoff game. So it, it's a long way off. Mark, some of the listeners, Wally said the Toronto football team, they were waiting for you to talk about the Argonauts. But uh, <laughs> let me let me get to the uh, Jovinko and Pirlo have been invited to Italy. They're playing in uh, in the league now. Yes. Uh, I have to, I always said that uh, this team was a second-tier league, second, third-tier league. I'm starting to change my mind because I see a lot of more MLS players playing for their national team. Is that true? Yes, it's true. Um, Naz, you have to remember the idea behind the MLS was to create uh, an American team. And therefore, the, the rise of American soccer, um, it, is a lot of it is due to the MLS. So um, high-profile guys, you know, until Beckham came along, high-profile guys who played MLS and international soccer were, were far and few between, but quite you know, we've clearly changed, you know, turned the corner and getting international stars like Javinko and like Pirlo, although Pirlo might be on his last weeks of soccer. He's uh, he, he's an elderly gentleman, remember, now. Yeah, but that guy can play from a wheelchair. He's so smart. <laughs> he can play till he's 50. Anyways, Mark, the difference, you know, MLS soccer in Europe and probably even more so in Italy is, is, not, is not well regarded, to be quite frank. And the fact that Jovinko's been called up is, 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 is a huge, huge story. Uh, uh, he was severely criticized by the Italian press for leaving and going to what they consider a minor league and for, and for Conte to call him up. Is is really really a huge story for MLS soccer, specific, more so because it's coming from Italy in the Azzurri, because uh, Italians uh, sort of thumb their nose down at MLS soccer, uh, and that that is a, you know for them for them to, for the national team the nazionale team manager to call up Jovenko is is a huge huge uh, bonus for MLS. I I wish I was there, Wally, to start arguing with you in depth. Yeah. Um, the um, there's a word um, is it um, pride uh, of of the Italian media is not necessarily reflected by the reality of international soccer. Um, one of the Syria teams, Parma, uh, had problems with paying the the payroll for months last year. So I think uh, Italian football agents are looking at MLS as a place where. Well, you know what? well the, quite the, frankly, the so, checks don't bounce. No, no, and 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 I, I read a staggering um, uh, story yesterday, and and uh, maybe you can verify for me, uh, Mark, that Sebastian Jovenko is the highest paid Italian soccer player in the world. Yes, correct. That is, and that I I just found that astounding. Uh, I had always assumed that these guys in Italy were making a ton of dough, and uh, apparently Jovenko makes more money than any other Italian player. In the world, and uh, and he's and he's making it for for the next five years. Anyways, Mark, it's certainly been always uh, always fun uh, chatting with you, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get you back soon. And we wish TFC all the best from here till the till the end during their stretch run. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. Thanks, of course. That was uh, Mark uh, Mark Kennedy, our uh, TFC blogger, talking about TFC and uh, Jovenko and the Italian national soccer team. Uh, where do your loyalties lie, Lou? Uh, you uh, you a soccer follower? Do you follow MLS? Do you follow Italian soccer? Uh, what? Uh, give us your thoughts. I just follow the uh, the World Cup. Uh, I'm I, I don't follow much the Italian soccer. I know Jovenko's over here at the at the prime of his career. 
and and he did exactly what he wanted to do to come here. He wanted to he wanted to open up the eyes of the Italian uh, soccer federation. Uh, unless unlike uh, Jermaine Defoe here, who decided that uh, he started crying every time that the English team didn't call him and he didn't put the performance on the field. Uh, but uh, Sebastian came over here and worked his tail off and, and has got this team uh, and this city uh, riding on cloud nine right now, and uh, he deserves to be called back. And uh, I know how the Italians are over there. They're probably munching on their on their pride, knowing that they let one of their better players come over here and develop over here instead of uh, playing in Italy. Yeah, certainly. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh, on Jovenko and his performance with the Italian national team. Even though he's been called up, doesn't mean he's going to see the field. I mean, they call up about 20 of them, so they don't necessarily all play. But we certainly hope... Uh, we certainly we hope we see them see them in the Azzurri, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we'd like to open up the phone lines now. Uh, give us a call. Uh, talk about uh, whatever's on your mind sports-wise. Our phone numbers are 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. It's call-ins. I'll give you those numbers once again, 416-360-0740. 866 Seven four zero four seven four zero. In studio with us this week, uh, once again, is Lou Franceschetti. Uh, topic of discussion we wanted to get into. We we're talking about it briefly before Lou, and uh, it's certainly been on Naz and uh, my mind, and Naz's mind in the last little while is the behavior of professional athletes. And you were a professional athlete for a good chunk of years in the in the in the in the eighties. You had a great career with the Washington Capitals on some uh, on some good teams and. Uh, and you were uh, well regarded in Toronto. More, uh, you know, you had a strong work ethic. The fans loved you, and the fans still love you. You know, you and I have had our our differences of opinion, Lou. But I do respect the fact that uh, I respect how you played, and and I think the fans respected how you played. And uh, and we we want to get into this whole conversation topic about behavior of professional athletes outside the rink. Um, a lot of it's especially you know in, in some of the professional leagues now, the NFL. We've seen examples in the last year, where you know, the media, and I guess the commissioner have just said enough is enough. We're not going to tolerate this off-field behavior. Uh, we've got examples like uh, Michael Vick, like Ray Rice, like Adrian Peterson, and now we've got some examples in the NHL. Um, Patrick Kane. Although I do want to make the point. He's been in the media. He hasn't been charged with anything as far as I know. So we'll presume at this point he hasn't done anything, but his name has come up. He was involved in an incident a few years back where his off-ice behavior was questioned. We've got Mike Richards who's been in the media lately. And I just want to get this whole thing. Derek Rose too. Derek Rose is now just through social media, through the media, through the commissioners. It just, it seems like professional sports is not going to tolerate uh, substandard behavior off the rink. I just wanted to delve into you being a professional athlete. Uh, what do the what do the sports leagues do in terms of trying to impress upon their athletes, both when you're coming into the league and while you're in the league? What what is done with professional athletes? Is there any education? Are there any symposiums? Are these people sort of tried? Do, do the leagues try to point these athletes in the right direction? Um, because we're we're getting examples where you know people are getting fed up with this kind of stuff. Well, I think that uh, the almighty dollar has a lot to do with uh, a lot of the trouble that's out there. Uh, I know, being a, an ex-athlete, uh, it's more or less you go around and 
athletes uh, like to walk on water. They think that they can do no wrong. They can think they can go into a bar and more or less snap their fingers and everything. Everybody's going to kiss their feet. And uh, when somebody more or less gets a little pissed off uh, at them, they, uh, they'll call them on it. And uh, a lot of times you know, see all these barroom brawls or barroom fights uh, during the middle of it only because of they, who, they know who they, they are. Uh, and somebody might want to egg him on, thinking that, uh, you know, Wendell can go into a bar and he wants to see how tough Wendell is, and he'll egg him on, he'll start making stupid comments about him. But uh, at the beginning of a year, let's go back to your your, your question there. Uh, at the beginning of every year, uh, every team is being addressed uh, on certain cases, on certain uh, circumstances that actually could happen in a professional player's uh, career, meaning the... The, the addressing is uh, make sure that uh, you get a lot of information. Everybody, somebody's asking you regarding investments to stay away from somebody that's doing drugs because if you get caught, you're an accessory. All these things that uh, that you brought up on the trouble that we're having nowadays with professional athletes is all addressed before training camp. So everybody has got a booklet on who to call if there's any trouble, who to call if you get into any trouble or if you're in the middle of something that uh, like, I don't even know if, if you're in a situation where you're you're in an area where there's a shooting and obviously you're going to be a suspect or you're going to be an accessory to it. Uh, there is numbers there that you are uh, that you have to call and to let them know what is going on before it gets too far and they find out secondhand. Because when you when organizations and uh, national and leagues start finding out secondhand what went on, uh, you're more or less behind the eight ball. You're a professional athlete. And you're a professional athlete for for uh, you had a good career for a long time, uh, much much longer than the average career of a professional athlete. And it almost seems I don't like to use the word double standard uh, for professional athletes, higher standard. Uh, did you ever get the sense that you were held to a higher standard in your behavior off the ice? And should athletes be held to a higher standard off the ice? I don't think professional athletes should be. Uh, held higher standards only because they're the again we, we are role models uh, we, we did something really well and, and we're out there to entertain people I think what, what's going to happen here is if the law or the leagues put the hammer down really hard and I'm to the ultimate even though it's not going to happen because you got the players association that are going to fight them uh, for it uh, that'll get the message across and two uh, it, it's more or less uh, there's a higher standard to all stars and superstars than there are to guys at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I'm seeing that uh, in certain sports that the guys that are barely hanging on are the ones that are getting nailed, where the guys that are up above the higher echelon, the superstars, uh, the ones that are bringing in the fans to the games are sometimes getting let off with uh, very minor and uh, stuff that's uh, more or less put under the carpet. That's okay. changing, though. You know you have Patrick Kane and Derek Rose. They're very high-profile players. So that is that, that aspect has changed. And the social media, the way it is today, people know instantly. That's the difference, I think. People got to understand that there's, you know, the, the world has changed. There are billions of cameras walking around the world now. They're called phones. So everything, everything's, everything's is uh, capable you're of being recorded. Right, because you, you look at things as, that are go, that's going on in L.A. with uh, the guy last week. It's uh, wheeled his dog at a cop and just little things like that that are just mind-boggling that weren't around 20, 30 years ago when I was or when we were 
uh, professional athletes. Just uh, you can't do anything wrong nowadays before it's in the local media uh, within 24 hours. Anyways, we've got a couple of calls. Mike from Hamilton. Uh, Mike from Hamilton, good morning. I, I hear you've got some memories of Daryl Dawkins. How are you doing, Mike? Fine, thanks, Wally. How are you guys today? We're doing great, thank you. Tell us a little bit about your memories. Well, basically, uh, just it was part of a. Uh, he was just a cog. He was one of such an imposing figure, number fifty-three, a, a cog in the wheel of uh, Coach Cunningham's seventy-six years back in the seventies. I know they won at least once um, world championship, and along with guys like Steve Mix and Col- Caldwell Jones and Doug Collins, like they were a formidable, formidable outfit. And I think it was a real dynasty. I think it was. With with Dawkins, um, maybe he never really had as much of a chance to show what he could do with Philadelphia because of um, the you know they they were very deep you know Dr. J George McInnes yeah. certainly those seventy sixers teams were uh, Dr. J and, and Chocolate Thunder certainly they brought back some great memories. Listen, Mike, thanks for calling us. We'd like to take uh, we'd like to move on to our next call. Always a pleasure to hear from you, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Walt. Uh, we've got Kevin on the line. Kevin from Buffalo. What's on your mind this morning, Kevin? Good morning, Wally. Good morning, Lou. And, and Lou, a, a pleasure to personally speak to you. And I watched you so many evenings, hockey night in Canada. And like you were just sound bites and mentioning of how different it is today with the the athletes and like the the era that I grew up with and watching you play so well and just very good points and it it sort of it discourages you a bit today Lou the way the athletes today are and how you were such a dynamic player and just played for pride and so well and very nice to speak with you and two quick comments I see gentlemen the Sabres Cody Franson has been mentioned to sign and Naturally, I watched the Maple Leafs in Nashville. I think would be a nice signing. And uh, Kevin, I, I, I've, got to, I've got to apologize. I've, I've got, I can only give you 30 more seconds. We're running out of time. Absolutely, and, and so proud of the Blue Jays and the success that is happening with the American League pennant race. Kevin from Buffalo, you've been a loyal, loyal listener. We thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, Lou uh, and Naz would be remiss if uh, in the last two minutes of the show we didn't talk about one of the greats who passed away this week, Al Arbor. I always put him in the top five coaches Absolutely of all time. Absolutely top five for me. And uh, Lou, really quickly, you uh, you played on some great Washington Capitals teams that had some great matchups against the Islanders. Uh, your personal recollections of Al Arbor. I, I really did. Again, uh, we had some really good battles, and uh, I just came back from a tournament in, uh, in Long Island with uh, Clark Gillies and uh, Brian Trotche and all the folks out there, and uh, the one thing that they always said was that uh, uh, Al Arbor uh, got the respect of the players. He didn't have to say much. And when you really don't even recognize or you don't know it as a coach behind the bench, uh, I think that's the, uh, that says enough right there When uh, with the respect factor that he got from the players. They knew that they had to perform, and if they didn't the next day, they would hear about it. Certainly Al Arbor, one of the greats of all time behind the bench, um yeah, I remember, Scotty him as Bowman. A leaf. I remember him as a Leaf. Wearing those, he was glasses, wearing yeah. the glasses, the professorial type. He was, he, he was a great used to player. Be a shot blocker. Wasn't he on the ice uh, when Bobby Orr scored the goal with Noel Picard? Yes, he was. In 67? Yes, he uh, was, Bobby Orr. 
67. The Leafs won the Stanley Cup in 67. Okay, 68. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, certainly good, good, good memories of uh, of Al Arbor, and we certainly wish him uh, wish him rest in peace. Uh, Al Arbor, you are one of the greats. We've come to the end of the Nazawali Sports Hour for another Sunday. I'd like to make a shout out to. Uh, Played in a golf tournament on Friday where we raised money for the vascular disease unit at Sunnybrook Hospital. And I really want to thank doctors Robert Magisando, Magisano, Andrew Duick, and Giuseppe Papia. It was the uh, first, uh, was, they've been running this tournament to raise money for vascular disease, and uh, this year it was the Jim Smith Memorial Tournament. Jim Smith was a friend of mine who passed away in a tragic uh, accident in a golf cart earlier this year. And Jim, uh, your passion for the vascular unit at Sunnybrook has been carried forward. These people are role models. We talked about professional athletes as role models. These fine doctors at Sunnybrook Hospital are, are incredible role models, and their good work is being carried forward. Lou, it's always a pleasure to have you. You know, we, uh, we, have, our, we have our set twos, and, uh, but uh, I, just love, uh, I just love having you in. And Naz, Final word to you this week. Brian Flesher is in studio with us. He's been patient for an hour. He's a friend of our, for ours from high school, and he's living in the Sudbury area, and he's down here to watch the Blue Jays beat the Tigers today. Brian, thanks a lot. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.